This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. How y'all doing in Twitch land? Always nice to have a little chat with our friends, mm-hmm. not face-to-face. I mean, so, that's the way you do things. Weekly nowadays. hangout. I do. If my phone rings, I'm like Offended. terrified. Yeah, I just oh, don't. What's, what does somebody want to talk about? It's like, text me. I turn my voicemail off. You literally can't <laughs> leave me a voicemail because it got so ridiculous. Like I would have 10 at the end of a day. There should be an app that you, down, that you have on your phone that when someone tries to call, it sends them a message saying, please message me what you want to talk about first. And then we'll schedule a call. Exactly. Unless you are... Let me prepare for this. I wish you gave a list of people that you actually want to talk to, which yeah. is going to be like very few people. It's funny, no matter how old you get, when you get like a 9.30 p.m. call from your mom, you're like, uh-oh. No, you answer that one. What's up? You Sounds, answer that one. Yeah. Hey, mom, me, did my dad. Mom, like, did you get into the white wine again? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, uh-oh. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, it's usually uh, it's usually an issue. It's like if it's like a close friend, your family. Yeah. Uh, that's the call that you actually are interested in taking. If it's uh, you know, the IRS. Mm-hmm. Unlisted number. Uh, my phone is funny yeah. when something pops up. It says scam likely. Oh, nice. And I'm like, well, I'm certainly not answering this one. Yeah. That guy's persistent. Whoever he is, because he's called me like three times a day for the past year, mm-hmm. and that's why voicemails turned off. Good idea. Good Don't idea. have to mess with it. So if someone really needs you, they'll email you or they'll text you. Mm-hmm. Text. There you go. That's a pro tip right there. Because <laughs> you end up listening to 20 voicemails to get one that's actually relevant. My artists do that a lot. They'll call me at like 8 p.m. They're like, hey, uh, does this tabard need to be blue? I'm like, you know, I'm probably sitting at dinner right now. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> text me and I'll get back to you. Yeah. Yeah. But that's good. It means they're diligent. They're diligently working while I'm eating. There you go. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Huh. So games and stuff. Yes. Uh, this is the last week to pick up the new Jungle FLG mat. If you've had your eye on it, it's a beautiful mat. Yep. And that is at 20% off during the release week, which lasts through this coming Tuesday, which I believe is October 2nd, if I remember correctly. And if you wanted to grab that, please do. And remember, we do have free shipping on orders, $99 and up within the continental United States. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to grab a discounted mat, maybe another one, or pick up some GW product, et cetera, ITC terrain, get it all together, save money on shipping, save money on the price. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. It's really great looking. I saw it printed it's a beautiful for mat. the first time just a couple yeah. days ago um, in the warehouse. And man, I think it's my favorite now. It's gorgeous. I mean, the colors, I mean... It, until you see it like in person with how vibrant it is, like it just doesn't do it. And all the detail, yeah. like of the um, the cobblestones, you know, the aged temple stuff that's going on underneath all the grass and the leaves, and the, it's just cool, you know. Um, A lot yeah. of these mats, like they, it, the pictures that we can post up just don't do them justice. Mm-hmm. Like there's some one of the ones that really blew me away was uh, Spaceship. I right. didn't like Spaceship at all. And then we printed one, and I was like, whoa, this is one of the best-looking mats we've ever made. Right. And you really have to see them in person to get a real feel for it, because obviously mm-hmm. this picture is, you know, a fraction of the size of the mat. The mat's yeah. six feet by four feet, although we do sell it in every size. And it is. It's a vibrant is the right word that you picked. If anybody, it is such a bright and beautiful mat. If anybody buys this, and you, like, have a bunch of, like, jungle train, and maybe you have some, like, aquarium uh, like Mayan Aztec stuff that you've bought because you can get that from from pet shops. It looks really good. Or you can just pick it up, pick it up on Amazon. Yeah, it would look. I'm amazing. gonna be. I'm actually gonna be making some jungle tables for the SoCal Open, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be picking up some of the like Indian theme, the like mm-hmm. temple, like um, they look like weathered uh, shrines from a temple. You can pick them up mm-hmm. from aquarium stores, like you said. You can pick them up on Amazon. Mm-hmm. They're not very expensive. And I'm going to be mixing in some of our terrain into it and uh, made some hills and all that stuff and uh, some bamboo forests. Mm-hmm. It's going to look really, I, I have a feeling it's going to be one of the coolest looking tables at the event. I'll be making four of them and uh, I'll be blogging that as I go too. Because I know, SoCal open? Yeah, well, it'll be for SoCal and LVO. Oh, okay. 
But um, I'm sure a lot of people will want to see, like, how, how could you do this? Like, how could you go about making terrain for a mat like this? It's actually really easy. And uh, once you see how to do it, I'm sure a lot of people will be inspired to yeah. take the plunge themselves. So check that out. And remember, up until Tuesday is the last chance to get it at a discount. Mm -hmm. uh, jump on it if you like it. I think it's a gorgeous mat. Do you know what would be a really cool game to play on this mat if you had the terrain right? Is Remember the scene from uh, uh, Predators? Uh, the first, the first Predator movie. Predator, the, Predator. the one that was. No, 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 no. The one Sorry, the, the remake, the first of the remakes, and they were showing how. You mean the one with Adrian Brody? No, remember so. The hell you oh, Alien versus about? Predator. Alien oh, versus Predator. Like, Sorry, those are terrible. I know there's so many different ones from so many different universes, but the AVP movies are but the first, so bad. The first AVP one, the only one of the only cool parts is they show the origins of the aliens on Earth. And they're fighting them on the and temple. they're on they're on the, yeah. the top of the temple and they're all they're, the aliens are flying up and they're just blowing them away. That was actually really good. Yeah, and so Protoss Games makes Alien versus Predator miniatures, and you can easily make a, like a Mayan temple and put it in. It would just look so cool. That was yeah. one of the only parts of that movie that was cool. That and was it the was only really, one, yeah. And it was really cool. That was the one of the only parts. Except they always show the Predators getting overrun and then blowing themselves up. Well, but yeah, but that's part of the mythos. I know, but it's... Where they don't, they don't, like, it's honorable to, like... Because I, I, like, I'm a huge AVP fan, right? Like, I've read... The uh, comics are where it's at. The comics are so much yeah. better. The first movie's good, and uh, the new movie that came out was just... Terrible. I'm glad I missed that. It was so yeah. bad. The new Predator movie um, with what's his face. I don't. Who cares? Who who cares who was in the movie? Was yeah, who so is that terrible. guy? He's the. Uh, I he, thought he, he was, he in, was uh, in. He was in. He was in Wolverine, but he was also in. Um, or Logan, excuse me. He was in Logan. He was also in Suicide Squad. Was he? He was the uh, the military guy. Oh. That was supposed to be Deadshot. Well, I, yeah. I people have told me that the new Predator movie is actually worse than Suicide Squad, which I heard was. Terrible. I like Suicide Squad. So but the, I like Jared Leto. But. The, new, the new Predator, because I'm a big AVP fan, right? Yeah. I've read the comics, read most of the, the books in the Extended Universe. Mm -hmm. And if you are interested in that universe, definitely read the DC comics. Yeah. That is 100% where it's at. Because they expand on the story that's given to you in the first Predator movie, which is it still holds up as a great mm -hmm. um, action horror movie with some comedy elements to it. But um, the Predators are badass, right? And like... They just crapped all over the, the EU with the latest movie. Nothing made sense. Mm -hmm. God, it was a bad movie. It was so bad. It had some good action scenes that were fun, yeah. but it was just a shitty movie. Sounds like a movie I wouldn't even watch on an airplane. No. If, right? I, if I watched all the other new yeah. releases, I still had six hours before I landed. Probably wouldn't watch it. I just, yeah, I, I it, was, sleep. it yeah. was so bad. Like, nothing made sense. It, it was just terrible. Yeah. Like, the only redeeming quality, if you don't give a crap about the AVP universe, and you, like... An action movie with really, really terrible plot and shitty comedy, you might enjoy it. Yeah. I know some people who would like it. There was just a, there was a guy in it that was just had Tourette's. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it was it was Thomas Jane from the Highlander. Yeah. And he's just like screaming like just profanity for no reason. Just for funny for yeah. comedy relief. I was just like, why why is this even in here? And like yeah. it's like this band of misfits that are like insane people that are going to like military prison. And the main character gets thrown on a bus with him. Yeah. It's like a school bus. It's always a classic story set up. But it, then yeah. they're just like, he's like, follow me to fight this crazy alien. They're like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Sure. Well, then the, the best part was a kid with Asperger's that learns how to speak the Predator language in yeah. like four it was hours. It was explained to me before you guys had all decided to go see it, like oh. what the plot was. And, that's, and I was oh. like, you know what? I think I'm busy. It's right. so bad. I was like, this kid, they're like, just, he just learns, he like, Picks up a, a alien yeah. piece of technology and then he can like speak the language. He's like programming yeah. the guy's ship with mm -hmm. it. I was like, well, nothing makes sense here. Yeah. yeah. Well, the best part is the the bigger predator for some reason. Mm -hmm. Okay, it kills the the little predator in like two seconds. Mm -hmm. Like punches him in the face, rips his head off. Yeah. He's fighting these humans and he can't kill them in hand to hand combat. Right. I'm like what? <laughs> Well, or the, about the girl scientist yeah. that's also like inexplicably like Does she start doing like backflips yes. and stuff? Nice. Like chasing the predator she down. She punches the foot. predator and he like, like flies backwards 20 feet. I was like, yeah. they just picked her up. How does physics work? At like an yeah. art gallery where she was yeah. like a, a third grade teacher teaching like biology. Right. I was like, and now she's like a super badass. Like wielding a bow staff. <laughs> like, yeah. She jumps on the predator's head and is like shooting it with pistols. Like, what? Yeah. Most people will be like, how does the, I even do the safety How do I even yeah. shoot the gun? Without breaking my wrist. Oh, yeah. oh my God. That, yeah, so I didn't bad. even, I didn't go see it. It was so bad. Or, or the, the, oh yeah, spoiler alert, mm -hmm. by the way, 
the predator dog that becomes their pet. It was the crowning pile of poop in that. They had an alien dog in uh, Aliens 3. All right. Aliens 3 was decent. It was the biomorph. Aliens 3 was decent. It was the dog, yeah. Yeah. Well, at least in the alien background, they kind of take on some of the genetic characteristics of whatever they are the host is. Yeah. So, like, that at least makes some sense. But in this one, they're like, oh, by the way, the predator's part human. I'm like, what? Uh, Why? Yeah. Ugh, so bad. Okay. So bad. Uh, But, you know, some of you out there liked it. I had some friends reach out and said they enjoyed it, but it's probably just a throwaway movie. Some people like Transformers movies. Yeah. What? You there know, you go. Some people like there the DC you movies. go. You know what? The Batman movies were good. Uh, Which one? Bale? Yeah, Christian Bale. Those were good. Kind of. I, you know, it's funny because I look back now and I you listen to his voice and it's just <sighs> it's it's comedy. It's just at the time it was kind of cool like he was doing the Batman voice, but now like I think Ben Affleck kind of like ruined it. Well, not him specifically, but the writing of the Batman character where he used voice modulation. Uh, to hide his voice to make it more growly. I think ben was, I thought was it was a cooler a great idea. Great, uh, but the whole like grumbling and like using his voice. Now you look back and it's like, oh, that's kind of dumb. It was. A, I thought it was a great. Um, he was a great Batman. I did too, and now he's done apparently. Yeah, so he's uh, he's taken a hiatus, personal reasons. Superman's gone. Cavill too. also is like, I'm done. So yeah, he's, to be fair, the last movie was really bad. So they probably the actors, other than the girl who does the uh, Wonder Woman. I think she did a great job. Yeah, but that movie went off the rails at the end. Like It was bad. That yeah, was, was one of the ones that I watched on the way to England, and I literally I fell asleep about halfway through and woke up yeah. at the end, and I didn't care. I was like, Wonder hey. Woman was, was a fun movie until the end, and then you were just like... Oh, like, no, I was talking about the Justice League movie. Oh, that, that was terrible. That one I, I tried to watch on the way over, because I had like one movie left, and I was like, all right, we got six hours. Yeah, that movie was so bad. Okay. So, in 40K news, we have <laughs> a new release that. coming from Forge World. Very exciting. Jesus. This is the... Yeah. Uh, Seraptic Heavy Walker. It's a new Necron vehicle. It looks mm-hmm. like it's probably some sort of a super heavy, big. perhaps. It is big. Uh, it's really, really big. You can tell the scale by looking at the buildings behind it. It's huge. Yeah. And then they also posted not only pictures of it, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling very uh, quite a few Necron players out there are going to enjoy playing this model quite a bit. Yeah. Obviously, we know a little bit more about it than everybody else does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would anticipate this is probably going to be on the scale of like an Imperial Knight. Uh, they also showed two of the weapons that it has, the Singularity Generator, two 36-inch range weapons, heavy 3D3. Nice. Each strength A, AP3, D6 damage. Mm-hmm. Every time you roll a wound roll of a 6 plus for this weapon, it does a mortal wound in addition to normal damage. That is savage. Yeah. That is really, really potent uh, offense. And then, of course, being a Necron vehicle, you have to assume it's going to have really good defense as well. Mm-hmm. But we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, what that looks like. There's a lot of characters that allow reroll hits and whatnot for uh, Necrons. Plus, plus one to hit and then reroll yeah. ones to hit, um, uh, reroll ones to moon in some instances. Right. So I think Necron players are going to be quite happy with this, mm-hmm. right? They. Um, do we know anything of point level, point numbers yet or anything? I, or I mean, no? I do, obviously, but okay. uh, we can't spill the beans yet. Right. Uh, and we have gotten a few, quite a few people asking, not quite a few, but a couple people asking for quotes on paint commissions. So just... Uh, Hold on, we have to look into it a little bit more to see size and scope and stuff. But, it is, uh, it's really big. I, yeah. I've, I haven't seen the model physically in real life or anything, but yeah. it, it's, as I understand it, it's a beast. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be extremely popular. I mean, just look at it. The thing yeah. looks freaking awesome. <laughs> so yeah, if you're a Necron player, get excited. I know a lot of the mm-hmm. Necron community has been uh, a little down lately. Their, uh, their codex. It's a tough codex to, to win with, and uh, it does have some weaknesses. I still, uh, I haven't played mine in a little bit. It's been a couple months, but mm-hmm. in our league, I was playing the Necrons and I was doing quite well with them. I mean, destroyers, but, um, like, yeah, a destroyers unit of six destroyers, out. like, in two turns, I think, could take out an Imperial Knight if you're lucky. I mean, like, you'd have to get, like, super lucky with their ba- their defense rolls, but, like, they do so much damage. They have a stratagem, lets them reroll hits um, and, wounds. and wounds for yeah. one CP every turn. Yeah, you do it every turn. Right. You know, you can buff them with other characters as well. Um, yeah. They're super good. I mean, the way I ran mine, I ran a unit of six. Mm-hmm. Uh, next to my Cryptek for the 5++. Plus plus. Mm-hmm. They're infantry for some reason and not bikes, yeah, which exactly. is great. So they, they get, get all the cover boat. and all kinds of stuff. Give them plus one to hit. Yeah, they, they do serious damage. And I know it wasn't super popular. I was running the double. And they the, can move and shoot. Oh, yeah. No penalty. They're, they're extreme. They're, right. In my opinion, they're easily the best unit in the yeah, codex. And that's a, why. A big unit. You can make a big unit infantry um, immune to battle shock. Yes. Which is amazing. Yeah, that's the way I was playing. I yeah. was running double units of 20 Warriors, and I know not everybody was having success with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say it's like the best way to play or anything. Right. It was working for me. 
and I had the, the ghost arc to get the second uh, reanimation protocol roll, plus the cryptic for the plus one and the five plus plus, and then the overlord and the lord to give you the fearless warlord mm -hmm. trait. Um, and I was actually ha having the most success uh, after I tried Mephrit like everybody did uh, for the additional AP. I found it wasn't as good as um, uh, Novak, the, if, if I'm remembering the name correctly, the uh, plus one to hit on the charge. Mm -hmm. um, that was what was working the best for me. Take Trazan for plus one attack. Um, and now all of a sudden they become really good in melee and shooting. Mm -hmm. uh, I found it to be a really effective combo. So if you're a Necron player out there, you might want to give that a whirl. Um, the only downside I found was that it was really tough to also maintain board control because everything had to be right next to each other. And then I would take units to go out and get objectives and play that game. But it was pretty easy for my opponent to pick them off. So yeah. it, was, it was tough. That like is in, still their downside is the speed yeah. of their troop units and getting them where they need to be, not spending too many points yeah. on them to make them like survivable, that's that's an issue. But this thing is going to be a huge bonus for Necron players. And if, if, you, if you're you, lucky enough to get one of these things. If you guys all have any of uh, uh, any tips or tricks in the chat you'd like to share that you guys have done with Necrons, feel free to let us know. Yeah. Because I know there's a lot of Necron players out there that are, are definitely looking for a little bit of uh, yeah. a bit of help. Don Hooson needs to make a Necron list. I'm sure you'd come and up with some and, fun yeah, stuff. some weird thing that just wins, you know. Somehow it's it, he has a Necron Terminator in there. I don't know how it would work, but uh, Don in the chat was saying, "There, speak of the devil." Uh -huh. uh, he was saying that there is no limitation for the ITC. Yeah, that that went away like a year ago. Uh, we had a power level limitation yeah. to kind of hold the tide back on some of the really crazy stuff uh, that was coming out, like Super Chicken, and, yeah. and as we saw at Nova, it was just ridiculously OP. But um, uh, Nick's level pinning, I'm assuming that that's Kenny. Uh, Necron's OP. That's right. Not quite. Not quite. I just think people get down on them, and you, I, it's a good codex, I think. I think it does have the tools to like counter some of the more I think prominent you can, builds we see. You can win more games than you lose with Necrons. They're definitely one of the lower-performing uh, right. armies in the game right now. But they have a lot to like, and you can make it work. I just wouldn't go into like a five, six-round event expecting to win it with Necrons right now. Um, definitely, but... Uh, it's not as bad as people as pundits on the yeah. net would make you believe. It never is. No. Uh, just like never, nothing's ever as crazy good as people try to make you think it is either. Mm -hmm. It's somewhere in the middle always. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they have some of the best uh, strategies in the game. They have some really good stuff <laughs> going. Yeah. It's just like I said, like some of the limitation I found. I was like, my army was crazy tough with the ghost arc and reanimation protocols and the cryptic. Yeah. Guys would shoot me down to two models and go back up to eighteen. Mm -hmm. And people get so frustrated. Yeah. Um, like you've played against my. my yeah, where that would happen, time. you'd be like, dang. Yeah. And in ITC <laughs> missions, I would always just, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to lose. My opponent's going to hold more objectives than me probably every turn until the end of the game. Yeah. But I'm going to kill more than him because I, most turns, my opponent will kill no units in my army, mm -hmm. like literally zero. And then I'll, I'll start to really pull ahead on the, the kill portion of the mission. Yeah. But if you're not playing ITC missions, that's perhaps yeah. not as relevant, obviously. Right. Um, the I winning guess, strat says Eldar Jr. has played a different army. I mean, the, uh, the number one rule with this game is like, play what you want to play. Play what you want to play. Paint it to look cool. Play what you want to play. Don't get too down. If you want to be a super competitive tournament player, build a list for that. Yeah. You know, but if you want to play Necrons, play Necrons. Don't like listen to people. When I go to a tournament playing an army that I know is not super powered, I go in with the mindset of like, I hope my goal is to go at least three and two. But I would, I would hope to go four and one, and if I'm having just a, a just a great weekend, yeah. to go five and zero. Oh. But then when I go in with that expectation, and then I do go three and two or four and one, I feel really good because mm -hmm. I'm like I took in an army that was very challenging but rewarding to play. I hit my goal, yeah. you know. Like when I went to Nova with Space Marines, I didn't expect to win mm -hmm. Nova Open. I was like, oh okay, I, I think it's a possibility. Yeah. But I was, my goal is to make it into the top bracket, and I did. So yeah. then I felt really good, even though I lost a couple games. I felt great because I achieved my goal. And I think if you're going to play an army that is a little bit more challenging to play, like Necrons are right now, mm -hmm. just set your expectations realistically and you're going to have a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, and it just go to perform the best you can. And you're going to pique a lot of interest. A lot of people are going to be going through BCP. They're mm -hmm. going to go, oh, what's this? A Necron player is in the player. top 16. Yeah, you're look at your list. And they're going to be stoked. Mm -hmm. And you'll get, you'll get a lot of feedback and stuff. So Same with Grey Knights. It, it, yeah, if you did it with Grey Knights especially, and people like, would oh, be like, five what? Dread Knights. You're like, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Just like Necrons, if someone's like, my whole army is uh, destroyers. It's the yeah, same, same thing. Yeah, test rack vaults. Oh, three test rack vaults. Or three right. test rack vaults, yeah. yeah. And it's like, eh. But it's like, you still did it, though, right? Like, it's still... 
you get style points when you play some of the armies that are a little bit of the lower end of the winning. Yeah, but like a five-man unit of like immortals is not that expensive, and you no. put them in like a rune or you put them in cover. You have like a their save is what uh, goes to a two up. The two up. Yeah. They only have two wounds each. No, immortal, but, no they uh, don't. But they have uh, the Tesla. Right. If you do the Tesla Carbine and then you go plus one to hit from the uh, Overlord, mm -hmm. then they're getting um, exploding fives and sixes, yeah. and they can put out a crazy amount of firepower. Right. I use a unit of ten, actually. Yeah, because like my my idea, because I've been looking at the Necron Codex, is like you said, do that big unit of warrior. I, I would use warriors, the big unit of warriors, to go up the field. It's fearless. It's going to just hang out in the middle. It's going to be a pain in the butt for anybody to try to deal with. Buffed by characters that are good in close combat with their like... They're good-ish. They're good yeah, but still, like they're, they, not they're not slouches. Yep. And then have multiple immortal units that you just kind of post around the board and you put them in runes when you can. To get, so all of a sudden they have a two-up save. And they have good range, they have good firepower, you have destroyers that can move and shoot so you can hide and move out of cover, blast something. The, I, uh, I think it does have a lot of good tools. MSU, warrior, or MSU immortal units I find actually work pretty well. I yeah. mean, they're as easy to kill as space marines, which is pretty easy, sure. but they have really good firepower mm -hmm. out to 24-inch range so that you can kind of run onto objectives, hide, mm -hmm just kind of skirmish with them a little bit, and yeah. they are one of the better units for it. The stratagems that yeah. lets you like remove ta uh, units from the table and move them somewhere else. Um, for some there's of characters the that do yeah. that as well. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, there is good like late turn objective grabbing abilities. Yep. Yeah, I, I just, I don't get the whole like doom and gloom, but that's just me. That's just the internet. Yeah. Like I think if you talk to the average person that plays Necrons around the, the mm -hmm. world that's not on some, you know, super negative Facebook group or whatever, I yeah. think that they're probably going to be like, yeah, I'm having fun, but it's mm -hmm. maybe there's a couple things I would change. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably true of almost every faction in the game is that most people exactly. are generally happy. And if you look at the data, the, the gap between the rich and the poor is smaller than it has ever been. The game is more balanced than it has been since we've been collecting data. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's ever been a point in time when the game had this much balance since like early, mid, fifth edition. And But the, the big difference is back then there was like, six factions right and now we have like yeah. 16 mm -hmm. so um the game's in a really good place yeah. and i i'm excited for the faq which is uh imminent and hilarious to see people freaking out on on Ooh. the online that the mm -hmm. september faq ha isn't here yet but we're still in the month of september yeah if it gets to october and we don't have the faq then i think you have a reason to complain mm -hmm. but if GW says something's coming in September and we're still in September, you really shouldn't complain. Yet. Right. That's a bit silly because we still have, you know, what, four days to go in the month. So be cool. It's on the way. And then, of course, as soon as it comes, it's going to be in effect for all of our events. Mm -hmm. uh, and then if any event that you're planning on going yeah. to in the near future, you may want to just reach out to your TO and say, right. hey, Assuming this comes out in the next, you know, four days, because mm -hmm. it's still September or five or whatever, uh, is it going to kick in? Just make sure you reach out and ask yeah. in advance. Yeah, just remember, ITC events, unless they're our own specific ones that we are personally running, um, are up to the TO, what they want to do. Yep, it is always some up to the TO. Some won't use them, some, you know, do whatever they want. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but it will be in effect for the SoCal Open, obviously for <clears throat> LVO. Yeah. So, yeah, just be prepared for that. And another new Forge World release. This is a freaking awesome model. I think her name is called wow. Chrissa the Knight? The Huntress? The Huntress. Huntress. Kira the Huntress. Mm -hmm. Absolutely gorgeous model. It's a uh, Clan Escher kind of gang leader. Mm -hmm. Model, obviously, for Necromunda. Although you could easily use this for you know any 40k army that uses humans. Mm -hmm. Really, really just awesome model. Yeah. Love it. Uh, check it out if you play Clan Escher, if you just want to pick up a very cool character model for one of your 40k armies, because this is uh, Forge World at its finest, in yes. my opinion. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful model. Uh, also, new release, or new pre-order this week, excuse me, mm -hmm. is the uh, Night Vault uh, expansion for Shadespire. You can, of course, pick this up yep. from Frontline Gaming at a discount and get free shipping orders $99 and up within the continental United States. This features two brand new warbands. We have the Stormcast Eternal a Wizard uh, faction. It's the, what is it? The something vault? You know better than I do. Uh, I, I'm losing my I'm drawing a blank on it I don't it know right why, now. but yeah, it's the, um, it's the, the Sacrosanct or something Sa chamber. Yeah, that's Sacrosanct chamber, chamber, which I is their, that's it. it's their psychers. They're wizards. <laughs> it's a librarian. Yeah. <laughs> like, essentially, yeah. It's, it's the, the branch of wizards from the Stormcast line. Yep. And so like everybody's a wizard in this part of the, yep. the um, Stormcast 
faction. This gives you a warband that represents that. It's mm -hmm. the first time they have magic in the game, so that's pretty cool. Yep. And there's all kinds of fun accessories that you can get with this. And of course, the counter faction, as has been the theme since uh, Age of Sigmar 2nd Edition dropped, mm -hmm. are the Night Haunts. Yep. And the models are brilliant. You got yep. some ghosts and all kinds of fun stuff. Check that out. Pick it up from us if you are so inclined to do so. The game comes with a bunch of fun accessories, some new maps to play mm -hmm. on. And there's all kinds of cards and dice and other yeah, goodies that cool you can pick box. up. Yeah. I used to have those for like football cards and stuff when I was a kid. Back, oh my, I used to collect baseball cards way back in the day. Basketball uh, cards. Yeah, from uh, Upper Deck and all there that. There used to be conventions you can go to and trade cards. Yeah, yeah. you just buy cards. I used to, that was because like, I used to obviously collect comic books. I'm a huge nerd. Yeah. And I would get uh, baseball cards with my buddies. <clears throat> and uh, I used to do that. It was back in the day with like Will McGuire and like. Yeah. Uh, Jose Canseco and all that. That was yeah. that was fun. Yep. But uh, yeah, I'd pick up my comic books and get some baseball cards. But uh, also pre-order this week, we have uh, some reboxings of Beast of Chaos. So check yep. those out. If you're planning on playing Beast of Chaos, I'm uh, picking up an army myself at this point in time. You can uh, grab some of those very cool new models this week. Mm -hmm. Coming up very soon from GW, we have some new kill team releases, one featuring Necrons and... Uh, uh, Immortals and Death Marks and some terrain. Mm -hmm. Also, another featuring, uh, I think it's Fire Warriors. Yep. Yes. Tau Fire Warriors with uh, some terrain as some well. Some other terrain, yeah. Very cool. And then uh, some new maps that you can play Kill Team on. Mm -hmm. So that should be a lot of fun. Kill Team has been extremely popular. If you want to pick those up, keep your eye on Frontline Gaming and Games Workshop. Those should be coming out in the very near future, as well as a new 40K box set, Wake the Dead. Uh, very cool. It features Eldar versus Primary Space Marines. And it's not only a great way to learn how to play the game, get into the hobby. comes with two brand new models. Yeah. A, a plastic Spirits here for Eldar and mm -hmm. a Plastic Primaris Lieutenant for Space Marines. Pretty cool. It's been a while since we've seen a new uh, Eldar character in plastic, so it's good. That, uh, I think Eldrad and uh, the Yinkarn were... Uh, Eldrad was one of the last Cat ones. Lady was so one of the last couple, ones. We had a couple of new, uh, what are they called, um, Autarts. But yeah, so that Spirits here, the Finecast one, that's old. And that's an old metal one that got made into Finecast. So um, yeah, it's just so cool to see like a, a new model for faction. You know, like here, like, hey, you know, I want new rules, blah, blah, blah. But like, this is a brand new model. It's awesome. It is very cool. And uh, obviously, it's an alternate pose. Mm -hmm. So if you already have an existing Spirits here and you want to run a different looking one in your army, because a lot of Eldar players currently are running uh, multiple Spirits here, mm -hmm. then here you go. It's a very good looking model. That Primaris Lieutenant, it's a... It's got a little bit more bling than the average dude, but it's kind of more of the same. Yeah, he's not, got the same weapon that that's a bad options. Thing. Yeah, it's a very, I mean, the Primaris line is just gorgeous, so it's yeah. uh, it's not a bad thing, but very cool. And if you are a collector mm -hmm. or just looking to expand your uh, primary Space Marine range, you can get a couple units and this uh, new character. So I do wish they would have expanded the weapon options for the Primaris officers. So what I, they have the guy with the plasma pistol and the power fist, mm -hmm. but it was like a event exclusive miniature. It's hard to come by, yeah. uh, or so, it was something I can't remember. It was like a non normal. Non I think it was like a, a release, store opening, something deal. like that. Yeah, but uh, I can only imagine that that's there's going to be more of that kind of thing. They've already mm -hmm. shown they're willing to do it, but uh, that has been the biggest complaint I have heard from people playing Primaris Marines is that. They just don't have as many options. Yeah, you get what the model is made with, you know, and that's fine. It, it simplifies things, but sometimes it's just not the best weapon options. Eh, it's kind of more of the Age of Sigmar thing where it's like yeah. this unit has this, and then there's maybe just a couple options or none. Right. But that, I think one of the biggest and coolest parts about 40K is the ability to customize your army, especially with Space Marines. Mm -hmm. Like they were so customizable that uh, I would I think most of us out there would like to see a lot of that come back. Yeah. Like I want 10 different pistols I can put on my guy. Yeah. And, you know, six special weapons, even if I only use one of them or yeah. whatever. It was always really fun to be able to model up your army to be unique mm -hmm. in that way. So big news. Uh, of course, last week we mentioned that the BAO was moving to KublaCon, which is a very large convention up in the Bay Area of California. So we wanted to give you some more information because registration is opening on Monday, October 1st, that is this coming Monday, mm -hmm. next week, wow. very, very, yeah, it's, Oof. and again, it's, Rowland. usually we don't open registration for the BAO until March, but now that the event is going to be in May, mm -hmm. uh, and basically KublaCon decides mm -hmm. when registration opens, we have no choice in the matter, right. but it's in May, and this is a reasonable amount of time to sell tickets, so yeah. we get it, it's been a little bit of a hustle, however, we've got some really exciting news for you. And in session up, it's, it's going to be next level it is and not to say that there was anything wrong with game castle there wasn't right 
it's a, it was a great venue. And like we've said, if it wasn't for Game Castle, the BAO might have died because yes. we just didn't have a venue that we could afford. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bay Area of California, San Francisco specifically, mm -hmm. is the most expensive place to live in the country at past Manhattan. So any kind of like leasing or renting in that area has just gone crazy, mm -hmm. crazy. I was calling venues and they wanted like mm -hmm. absurd amount, like they, for like a crappy, I shouldn't even say crappy, but for like a hotel you've never heard of mm -hmm. in like Cupertino, yeah. like it's a town, most of you who are not from California have no idea where it is. Yeah. That's like 30, 40 minutes away from San Francisco. They wanted as much as like, like the Cosmopolitan in Vegas. Yeah. It was insane. Because they get those prices. They can. It's yeah. all these tech companies that, that can afford that to pay. rent out these halls. Yeah. yeah, but we obviously cannot mm -hmm. unless you guys wanted to buy $500 tickets. Mm -hmm. so, so Yeah, it's really your guys' fault. <laughs> so it's, it's it, it was, we're really thankful to Game Castle, but we just couldn't fit as many people as we wanted to take. Tons of people weren't able to come. Uh, we've had for years. We've had people wanting us to do an Age of Sigmar event. Yeah, uh, well, we were selling out tickets within a day or two, right? Two days. Two yeah. days, and so and then the wait list would be humongous. So yep. this is great for that. So for for the for the for the sake of the people coming to the event, for the future of the event, it was the right move. Uh, our friends at Game Castle totally understood. Mm -hmm. uh, they are going to be running their own cool event. We're going to be helping them with that. So that'll. That will be uh, kind of in the same time of the year there at Game Castle, mm -hmm. so you can still go and have fun there. But for the BAO, this is this is obviously a great move. We have a ton more space, mm -hmm. and we have a full suite of events for you. So a big shout-out and a big thank you to uh, everybody that was able to respond so quickly with event outlines and all that good stuff. But uh, we will be doing a, a whole host of 40K events. We've got a Thursday 40K RTT. Uh, it's going to be a one-day event. Uh, we're going to do pods of eight, three rounds of play. It is not single elimination as we do at the LVO. Mm. It's going to be full three rounds of play. And you'll get an RTT under your belt, a very reasonable ticket price. Mm -hmm. Check that out on, on Thursday if you <clears throat> can take off work or mm -hmm. uh, you've got some time or you just want to go get some points, come on out and join us. Good way to practice yep. for the, the main event. To get three so great good. practice games, yeah. indeed. Uh, and just get another RTT score mm -hmm. for the ITC. Uh, we also have a Sunday 40, 40K RTT. And again, that's going to be three rounds of play, eight-player pods, same exact format, but this will be on Sunday. And the reason that we're doing that is that just like the Las Vegas Open, the Bay Area Open is going to be a, a normal GT championship-style event. It's going to be Friday, Saturday, and then we're going to have the top eight on Sunday. The majority of people mm -hmm. in the GT will not be playing on Sunday. Mm -hmm. But then we also have... Um, the Sunday 40K RTT, as I mentioned. And we're going to have a Longhorn doubles event as well. Right. Our, friend, our friends from the Longhorn are going to be coming out to run that. And then on a whole different side of the spectrum, we will be having a 40K narrative event yeah. that will run Saturday, Sunday, run by the same crew that does it for the Las Vegas Open. Extremely popular event. And the SoCal Open. Um, great group of people. They do an awesome job. So if you would prefer to play a little bit more casually, get some narrative gaming in, mm -hmm. you can do that as well. And then on the Age of Sigmar side of things, and yes, we will be doing Age of Sigmar. Yeah. Uh, John Fuerholm is going to be heading uh, the events there as the main TO. Mm -hmm. He runs a lot of events in the Bay Area. Uh, really well-established TO, good guy. And uh, again, thanks to everybody for getting me all the things that we needed in a very short amount of time. But uh, we will have a uh, Thursday Age of Sigmar mega battle. Wow. Uh, very fun. Uh, I think it's like 1,200 points per player. It's going to be a, a giant themed narrative uh, mega battle. Should be very cool. Check that out. And then on Friday, we will have an Age of Sigmar doubles event. And Saturday, Sunday, we will have an Age of Sigmar championships event. So lots and lots. We went from just the 40K championships event mm -hmm. to, you know, what is it? Eight, right. eight different events. So yeah. it's, it's turning into mini LBO. Yeah. It's, it's an LBO at the Kubicon. And Kubicon itself as a convention it's is huge. huge. Yeah. It's huge. You guys can stay at the hotel, which is amazing. It's only, it's like right next to the airport. Um, it fills two hotels, which is new. Cause like the last time I went, which was several years, I think when I was living in the Bay area, which was what, like three years ago now, four, four years, years, yeah, three, four years ago. uh, that, uh, was always a destination was well, Kubicon really well known. Yeah. It's a great event. So we hope to see you all there. Mark your calendar registration will open on uh, next week, the first week of October. And we do anticipate <clears> tickets <throat> to go quickly because they always do. Yeah. Uh, it'd be pretty shocking to see it not mm -hmm. sell quickly. However, we do have more space, so it may, who knows, you may have yeah. a week or two, 
we don't know. And it's, but, uh, it's right near the San Francisco airport. Yes, it is. Yep. So if you are easy using, to get in and out, it's very easy to fly in. Yep. Very cool. And then, of course, the SoCal Open is only a month away. Ooh, Holy smokes. So if you didn't need to get a refund on a ticket, remember, the deadline is tomorrow. As just as a courtesy to all mm -hmm. of you, after tomorrow, there will be no so refunds. Today, if you're listening to it. No, if you're listening to us on YouTube or iTunes, oh, it's, it's too late. It's too late. Yeah. You but, screwed uh, up. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> you idiot. And uh, there will be no exceptions. We're sorry. Uh, it's just, uh, it, it's. we're actually going to change our, our return policy yeah. going into 2019 because it's become um, Especially with such a hassle. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just... It you takes about twenty five hundred uh, people buying tickets, you know, and then ten percent of, of yeah, them changing refund, yeah, more than that, really. That that, that either can't go or they transfer, blah blah blah. Yeah. So we're going to be moving to a different model going into twenty nineteen mm -hmm. because it's becoming an actual gen, genuine drain on right. our manpower resources. Right. And we we do the event management ourselves. Yeah, like a lot of these big conventions you go to hire agencies and companies to actually run registration for them. Yeah, not us. We're old school. You, yeah, get, most, you get us on the phone. Most people in the business, in our business, are this way. But yeah, yeah we I think we are going to alter our, our <clears throat> return policy in 2019, just because it's gotten to be quite quite a drain on uh, on right. man hours. Getting bigger and yeah. bigger. It's, yeah, it's literally costing us money just to put in the man hours uh, to handle it. However, for the time being, if you're coming to SoCal, make sure if you do need to get a refund, please mm -hmm. do it by end of day Thursday, the 27th, which mm -hmm. is tomorrow. Um, 27th, yeah, it's indeed correct. And uh, we'll be happy to take care of you. But after that, um, sorry, but you can sell your ticket to somebody else. Let us know. No, not a big deal. Are we going to do a San Diego night for people when they come out? We'll just take everyone down to PB. Well, it's Make sure in you the, wear shorts and a tank top. And a flat rim. Yeah, hat. we're going to yeah. go take the longboard down the street. Actually, now it's the scooters. I know everybody's scooters got the bird scooters. You just like run into people, yeah. Uh, no, because it's going to be in Del Mar. We're not oh, going to go to PB. But dang. there are a lot of people that are staying in Del Mar, obviously, for the event. So it should be a really good time. And it'd be quite simple for us to organize a social night on um, probably Friday or Saturday night I think it'd be pretty for, cool. for anybody who wants yeah. to do it. That's not a problem at all. Uh, Del Mar is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing everybody there. It's going to be one of the biggest events uh, in the country mm -hmm. for 40K. And that's very exciting. Of course, we also have Age of Sigmar, 40K Narrative, Shadespire, and War Machine in Hordes. So looking forward to seeing everybody there. Also, we've kicked off uh, an Age of Sigmar Learning League. It, it kind of evolved into this. It started out as just a couple of us starting a, an army mm -hmm. and getting it painted, but uh, people heard about it. So we had people coming in the store that want to participate. Yeah. We're always happy to have people join in on the fun. And uh, if you want to join, uh, participate in this uh, Age of Sigmar Learning League, the plan is to get 250 points of models built and painted every two weeks. Very reasonable. And we're going to be hanging out uh, at Frontline Gaming on Wednesday nights around 7 p.m. to do some hobbying. And then if people are ready to get their games in, they can do that. We'll be taking pictures of the models, putting them up on the blog, and uh, basically talking about our games. should be a lot of fun. Uh, for those of you who want to participate, I know a lot of people have reached out to me. But if you would like to, email me at contact at frontlinegaming.org. And we're always happy to have more people come and hang out. Can we do the rate my model thing where like we all put our like best painted models up and people like... Uh, I think one. that is one of the better ideas you've had in a long time. Yeah, Frankie's going to lose it. Though, He's not the best painter. No. But you know what? None <laughs> of us are. I think I'm... I think Pablo's going to win. Scott is the best painter, I think, out of all of us. I'm probably yeah. number two, but that's not saying a whole lot. Yeah. Actually, I saw Andrew's... Andrew posted a picture of the first yeah, model he painted. Painter. It looked yeah. actually really good. I Andrew was like, might be better than Scott. Yeah. yeah. I was going to just do like a quick, quickie paint job on my guys. I wasn't yeah. trying to go too crazy. My Stormcasts are pretty easy. Yeah. I'm doing Beast of Chaos. Colors. So... Yeah, I'm actually focusing on a lot of the new models from the uh, the Sacrosanct, I think is uh, Sacrosanct. I can't think of the name. But you know, the wizards. The wizard bros. Yeah, and only because that dude that's riding that donkey dragon is amazing. Battle, that, e Battle Eeyore? 100% doing my list because of that guy. Yep. Uh, no, it is a cool model. Yeah. Uh, so we have a bunch of uh, ITC events coming up this weekend. Make sure to check them out. Attend if you can. Get your points. Participate. Ooh. And we do have one major, the 2018 Fields of Blood New Zealand Grand Tournament, tournament in yep. Wellington, New Zealand. Right. And that's coming up this weekend. There's also... Um, right. so yeah, get out there, grab your fosters, and uh, enjoy the day. Because Kiwis... Uh, they can't come up with their own beer, so they take Australia's national beer, which we all know right. is Foster's. Right. The best tasting beer <laughs> in Australia. I think it's the only beer in Australia. Probably. And I'm pretty sure it's brewed in America. <clears throat> Possibly. 
I think I think it is. There's a joke there somewhere. Yeah, no, no one in Australia drinks Fosters. Really? No. Do they go to Outback Steakhouse? Uh, sure. Is the Bloomin' Onion the national food? I see. I'm been lied to. <laughs> no, they eat uh, drop bears. Dang it! Dipped into yeah. Vegemite. That's how you do it. Do they even know that we have a chain called Outback Steakhouse, which is like supposed a to be fake Australian? Australian yeah, I'm sure. Chain for some yeah. reason. There's probably some fake. It's more baffling the more I even think about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like 90% certain that Foster's is brewed in America and they don't even have it in Australia. Uh, hmm. Maybe as a joke. But I've heard it was Australian for beer. So <laughs> I, didn't know, there I didn't know Australian was a Foster? language. <laughs> well, they have Foster's on me, mate. You idiot. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what? What are you talking about? They're just punching <laughs> the face. <laughs> just throw a poisonous animal here. on you. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even go to Australia anymore. Do you know how much hate mail? <laughs> I was looking forward to going. You just get off the the plane and someone punches you instantly. Oh, brother. All right. But uh, there's a lot of events that are popping up in New Zealand. So if you are a 40K enthusiast and you are a fan of the ITC, you're going to have a lot of opportunities. I know there's another major uh, beyond this one that's coming up. There's a lot of international stuff. There's a Canadian tournament. There's one in Sweden. Yeah. In uh, Northern Europe, there's a ton of events. Try to pronounce that. That's Ilva Open 2 in Gothenburg. Was that your Swedish accent? That was. That was like, Eva, open <laughs> That's better. pretty good, right? That was better. Oh. Yeah, no, it's, uh, ITC is really taking off in Europe and in uh, the UK. Good to hear. And uh, obviously now in New Zealand as well, which is really cool and exciting. And then a lot of good events here in the, the, the number one nation in the world, America, as uh, President Trump yep. told everyone yesterday. At the UN. Yeah, he yep. told it how it was. He did. Yeah. So we also have a bunch of uh, Age of Sigma events coming up. Yeah, uh, We have uh, one in Fremont, California, and then we wow. have a GT Clash of the Tetons in Cheyenne, uh, Wyoming, as oh, well nice. as obviously the SoCal Open coming up at the end of the month. Uh, current rankings, 40K ITC top 10. Nick Nonavati continues to lead the pack, followed by Mac- Mike Porter. Uh, obviously from the UK, he is coming mm-hmm. over. Uh, nice. He's very excited, trying to get in there and compete to win it all. We have Trent Northington in third, Matt Root in fourth, and Archon Scari in fifth. Also coming to the LVO. Very excited for that. I think a lot of these guys are going to be there. Well, two of the top five are international players. So right. Like Josh we Death should be there, you know, and he's he's still in there, hanging in. Nick Rose, I would assume. Yeah. 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 It's going to be a good, a good climax. We do have a couple. We have a couple of West Coasters the on the top ten. The story. It's good. <laughs> uh, I'm, Jeff obviously is uh, up there, same with uh, Daniel yeah. Olivas, who is relatively local. No, actually, he's not Californian. He's from um, Arizona. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll call that, we'll claim that as the West Coast. Okay. Southwest. We'll take it. Yeah, unfortunately, Nick Nadavati is East Coast. He is indeed. He's from New Jersey. Is Nick Rose, or is he from Texas? Nick lives in Boston now, if I remember correctly. Okay. He was in Texas for a while. Yeah. Uh, 40K ITC Hobby Track, top five. We have Lou Rollins is moving into first place. Hanging tough, Matthew Bodnarchuk is in second, Jeffrey Merrick in third, Nick Gower in fourth, and Eric Dione in fifth. Nicely done. Uh, Age of Sigmar current top five, Joe Cryer continues to lead the pack. He did uh, fairly well at uh, the Nova Open and got his major score. Uh, James Thomas hangs on to second place, Matthew Pashby in third, <clears throat> Matthew Jones moves into fourth, and Josh Harvey moves into fifth. Well Should done. be interesting for the SoCal Open because there's... Probably on this top 10 list, I can think of at least five that'll probably be at the SoCal Open. Quite a few of them will yeah. be there, so that'll shake up the rankings, definitely. Uh, the Age of Sigmar ITC Hobby Track top five, Philip Radusko is in first place. Laljeet C2 moves down into second. Joseph Halifacker into third. Joseph Lara, I'm sorry, Josh Lara moves into fourth. John Christensen moves into fifth. Shadespire, current top five. Mike Chorus continues to lead the pack followed by Matt Everhard, who has moved up into second place. Mike Rundles in third. Brandon Ulick moves into fourth. Andrew Everhart in fifth place. Well done. Do you think Matt like puts it in Andrew's face like every morning? We just assume... I'm assuming they live they have, they're, like on bunk beds, right? And so like the top guy gets the top It's like Step Brothers? Yeah. He just, just steps on his face, the brother's face, when he climbs down in the morning, like on number five. I wonder if that's uh, that happens. I hope that does. That's what I think about all day. Good. You're like, hey, are you working? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. 
just just coming up with some just bizarre fantasies. scenarios in my head yeah uh here we go with some currently oh. or recently completed commissions from the flg paint studio mm -hmm. some salamanders models very very nice looking yeah got uh, the forge world specific uh terminators the mm -hmm. recon marines and the just regular sniper scouts very cool models yeah these are cool these are uh, tabletop standard so nice and clean you have some basic highlighting which always looks good on games workshop models i mean i think that's my favorite I mean, Tabletop Plus is great. It's the highest level we offer for large commissions. But, you know, if you want a good bang for your buck, a Tabletop Standard with just a clean base coat, simple highlights on the edge, you know, edging, it just looks fantastic. Close up, far away. Um, and then this is, he's using uh, Sector Mechanicum bases. Right, and you can get uh, these from mm -hmm. And that would count as level three basing because they, they it do need painted. to be painted. Yeah. Very cool. Check us out. We're always taking new commissions. And if you think yeah. you have what it takes to paint for the FLG Paint Studio, please yep. reach out. Painting at FrontlineGaming.org. Send some nice, clean, clear pictures yes. of your work and uh, give some thought to... Uh, yeah, seriously. Like we, we are always looking for new people. We're always hiring you know, we, uh, Sometimes some of our guys take vacations, stuff like that. So we're always looking for people to step up and kind of fill some of those, those major spots that we have. And if you look at our portfolio and you say, I can do that, um, and you have the time, you're not too busy, uh, hit us up. We're always taking new talent, always. and we're always taking, always taking new commissions as well. Let's jump in and answer some questions in the chat. Mm. SoCal Open, baby. Uh, next level painting. We'll see yeah. you there. We'll see you there. Uh, K-Dash, it's brewed in the UK, US, and India. What, I think they're talking about Foster's. Oh, I don't know. I hope. Maybe. It's brewed in the UK, US, India. Yeah, Foster's beer. But then it's somehow Australia's beer, according to them. Mm -hmm. That's um, a good marketing. I'm going to have to just said, they just started saying it. They're like, they're like, is it true? Is anyone there? Like, dude, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. who cares? Uh, this is a good question. Do you have remote painters, say, for folks that live in Texas? Um, well, we take commissions from everyone all over the place, and we have yeah. artists that live all over the place, um, but everyone's vetted through our uh, studio. We also have in-house artists as well um, that do all the, uh, the checking, and they, they paint commissions themselves. Um, so yeah, you can live anywhere. You can live internationally and get uh, models painted here as well. Which uh, we have a lot of clients that way. Yeah. Uh, basically, we assign you to a client that best suits your commission no matter where they are in the country. Yep. So that ITC, they are starting a uh, Fort Hood ITC team. That's pretty Ooh. awesome. Hashtag veterans getting into this seriously. Fort, uh, oh, Fort Hood. I wonder if those are the people that came in earlier in the week. We had a couple of people visiting from Fort Hood, um, which is in the middle of the desert. Yeah. <laughs> always, always happy yeah. to have vets uh, getting involved, and I'm sure y'all have a very good team if you take it seriously. Which he was saying, no one's got that ethic. Oh, that's a good. That actually, that's ethic. a good topic. It's, have you seen the drama about this about the bases? Like oh, I don't know. As I understand, that was from it, one specific store. store. So it's one store manager making a decision. I, who knows what's going on? I don't know. I don't have a comment on it. Yeah. Uh, other than we don't know. If if that's true, which we don't know about not being able to use non-GW bases, which apparently it is specific to this one place for whatever reason, oh well, like, I mean, if that's where you go and play and you have third-party bases, that's a serious bummer. Yeah. But uh, I would express to them your opinion on it in a polite way. Mm -hmm. Let them know, like, in hey. In a polite way. In a polite way. And if it turns out that all your army's on third-party bases, you're like, I literally can't come and play here anymore. That means, you know, I'm probably not going to be spending my money here anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and in a very polite, professional way, let them know what you think. And uh, maybe you'll, you'll change some minds. Yeah. Uh, but if you're coming to any of our events, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. whatever, use whatever bases you want. Yeah, usually coming in hot does not does get not the work. results that you want. No. Yeah. If you tell them they're an idiot and you yeah. hate them or something like that, then probably not going to listen to you. Uh, Justin Kipple says he's excited to go to the San Diego for the first time. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Will SoCal Open provide the suntan lotion during play? Asks Wolf Priest Carl. Uh, sorry, bruh. You're, uh, you're inside of a giant hangar thing. I don't even yeah. know what those are. Well, the beach is really close, so. There are these big, giant, like, open, they have these giant, like, doors that they can open up. It's because they have fairs there. And then they put, yeah. like, livestock in them and stuff like that. What? <laughs> Not well. I mean, you can make the case Not, that they don't really do that. They don't really do that anymore. But like yeah, in the past, you know. Uh, never mind, John. But no, there's not much smells, of cows yeah, and the stuff. Yeah, smells about the same. Uh, no, they have <laughs> concerts and stuff in there. But uh, just wanted to say, you guys are doing a great job. The hobby is is great due to you guys in part due to us. But thank you very much. Never mind, John. But that was very nice for you to say. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Connor. If you lose, though, your opponent gets to throw your models into the ocean. <laughs> That's what happens. That's also not true. Oh, okay. I did, oh, I did that last year. 
JC Rod says or asks, guys, what's your preferred point level for teaching first timers? Uh, it's nice to start low. I mean, 500 to 1,000 points is great. Yeah. Play on a four by four foot table, it's all you need. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great place to start. That'd be my recommendation. You don't play want with to like be... a, play with like a squad. Yeah. You know, teach yeah. movement, teach the shooting, close combat. Yeah. That's how that's how I would teach people is like do a squad against a squad and then just go through all the different mechanics. And then then you know next take a character that has like a buffing ability mm-hmm. and go and this is how characters interact with a unit and then you, <clears throat> you know you just can kind of like keep increasing the complexity. Mm-hmm. But uh, most gamers, if they're enthusiastic about yeah. it, which most of us are, they pick it up like that. And have them pick something that they like. Don't yeah. tell them what's good. Yeah. Just be like, if they think the robots look cool, then let them play Necrons. Or if they like the Tau, yeah. futuristic, you know, robot type weaponry, whatever they have. Uh, Deviant Duck, we can't answer any specific <clears throat> questions about what's on the FAQ. So sorry, but obviously not too much longer to wait. We're, we're still in September. So uh, just hang tight, be a little bit more patient, and all your questions will be answered soon. But it will be immediately in effect for the events that we run, yep. which includes Soap Open. Yeah, like as we were saying earlier in the cast, as soon as it drops, it's legit. Yeah. The rules for us, yep. uh, and if you're going to an event... Um, if it drops next, and you're at an event, <laughs> perhaps not. Just, yeah. Sorry, immediately. Yeah. Immediately you need to change it up. So you might be over points. Actually, yes, yeah. of course there is an FAQ. GW has already said that there was, <clears throat> that there was one, uh, and they call it the September FAQ. So just hang tight, guys. It'll... it'll Obviously, it's going to be here relatively soon because uh, September is running out of time. But uh, don't don't freak out. Just uh, be a little bit more patient. Just breathe. You know, live your life. Was that isn't a song? Just breathe. Mm-hmm. I think I nailed it. Just breathe. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. That is about time for us. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed episode six hundred and ten of Signals from the Frontline. And as a recap. BAO tickets are going up for sale next week, Monday, October 1st. Yes. They will be available, so you want to we grab those tickets. We don't know how quickly they're going to sell Yeah, we have no it's idea. New. It's a brave new world for the Bay Area Open. And we have more space, so obviously we assumed it will have more time, but you never know. You do not want to risk missing out. This is going to be really cool. And we have a whole host of 40K events. We have Age of Sigmar events. It's going to be fun. Please make sure to mark your calendar and grab those tickets when they become available mm-hmm. and hopefully join us at the SoCal Open as well because that is coming up in a mere yes. 31 days. Hoy. Yep. Okay. Hoy, hoy, hoy. It's hard to think about. All right, everybody. We will see you next week. Have a good one. Bye.